let me talk to you a little bit about your business. And you're you're an executive coach, and you're you've got a lot of things going in your um, your headline. I, I saw mental health in there, I believe, in NLP. So why don't you take us through and describe what it is exactly that you do for people, and in what sectors? Sure. So we we do primarily work with like the top one percenters. You know the people that have got to a certain level in their career and um, they've hit a bit of a snag. This might be that they've achieved everything and now they feel unfulfilled, having given up 20 years of their lives. How do you navigate that? Some people um, have got to a certain level, they'll they'll earn multiple six figures, but to break through to the seven figures, they need to get over a limiting belief that they've created for themselves. It might be that um, because they're working so much, they've neglected their health or they've neglected their partner or they've neglected their children. So there isn't necessarily a one size fits all with the problems that we do solve. But typically speaking, it's that they're wildly successful in their career, um, but they've neglected other areas of their lives. Here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. Again, a very beautiful day. So glad you guys are with me. And we're going across the pond today because we have not done this in quite a while. Where are we going? We're going to Leeds, England. I can't wait. Haven't been over there in a long time. And the gentleman I'm about to introduce to you, he advocates considering removing alcohol from your life. Now, why would he do that? Well, because he's had an extraordinary experience by doing it himself. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Perhaps you're drinking uh, too much, or maybe you're drinking too often. And if you're drinking too often and too much, well, maybe it's time to reset things. <laughs> I think I think that might be the order of the day. Anyway, this gentleman is a life coach for executives and business owners. He takes people who are ready for the new, greatest, biggest, you know, giant challenge in their life and helps them to get there, helps them gain clarity, develop resilience, Remove alcohol and perform better in and out of work. Let's find out what this is all about. Ladies and gentlemen, strap up your seatbelts. We're taking a ride to Leeds, England from the Music City to hang out with Adam Smith. Really delighted today to have Adam Smith with me from the UK. And uh, Adam, welcome to Podcasting Your Global Career. Thank you very much, James. Good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm really, uh, I picked up on LinkedIn that you were uh, celebrating your recent sobriety and uh, great post. And, and really, I, was, I looked at it again this morning, the value that you put on the post, which is, you know, why do this? Um, what are the reasons? What are the benefits? And, you know, what does it do for your life? And it looks like it does everything for your life. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, my congratulations to you on that. You had somebody in the photo with you. Could that be your son? 
Um, I'm just, I, I do a lot of posts around sobriety. So um, there's a few different ones that I've done. So there's, um, I've done one with my nephew, with my niece, uh, with um, my, um, you know, with my other friend's son and, and all sorts of things. So, yeah, I think the one that you're referring to is one of um, me and my nephew, I believe. Oh. Great. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's impacted my life in the most positive way imaginable, in in every single facet of that life. You know, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, with my family, with my business, my health, everything. Um, so yeah, it, it's a very fine line between celebrating the positives of sobriety and coming across as preaching. Yeah, but I guess anybody with a good message will always be perceived as preaching anyway. So, right. um, you know, I can't control how others perceive that. I just need to put this message out there, and if it can help change a life every day, then mission accomplished. Yeah, I um I immediately was drawn to it because I thought it was very powerful, and all the positive things you outlined in it really um just it made so much sense. And, uh, you know, I, I drink socially. I drink a little too much. I, I sh not too much, too regularly. And mm -hmm. then uh, for the past many years, I, for Lent, I'd give it up every year. And, and it's like always a time, and I keep saying, I should do this all the time because I really actually look forward to it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm really cool during the process about, yeah, I kind of like this. And, and you find yourself... Um, just finding other things to do and you go kind of, you know, waste of time, you know, like do, drinking cocktails and things or whatever, beer or whatever. And uh, filling those spaces up with more productive things and more valuable things as you outlined in, in your great post there. Mm -hmm. So um, so these benefits, uh, you've you really embraced and found like tangible improvements mm -hmm. in all the areas of your life. Yeah, it's the compound effect of, of not drinking and then also of drinking. So I don't think people quite understand, and I certainly didn't for uh, you know many years, the actual effects that alcohol does have on you. Obviously, intellectually, we all know that it's not great, but it's the way that it impacts your sleep. I used to think that it helped sleep, but it just sedates you. It ruins your REM cycle. I used to think that it helped me de-stress, but in actual fact, it makes us more uh, anxious. I used to think that it made me... Um, you know, relax and calm down. In actual fact, it heightened cortisol. So all the beliefs that I'd had previously were actually false. And when I started doing a bit more research into it, I realized that this is holding me back in just about every area of my life. It's ruining my productivity levels. I wasn't as present with family. Um, goes without saying the effects it has on health and what have you. So I'm not in the camp that you have to stop drinking completely forever to be happy and healthy. But if you are unhappy and you are feeling unhealthy, it is definitely the first thing that I'd recommend taking a break from just so you can start to see the benefits for yourself. So we encourage our clients to take a 30 or 60 day circuit breaker. And then if you don't see any single benefit to that, then then fine, but I'm pretty certain that you will. You you just feel like there's more time in the day. You're not hung over anymore. You don't have this fog that's hanging over. You don't have um, unnecessary arguments with your spouse due to alcohol. You know, you don't get snappy with your children because you're hung over. You know, you don't uh, screw up that business deal because you stink of booze. And I know these are extreme examples, of course, but 
this was my life for many years and I wasn't an addict far from it, but I was very much uh, drinking, as you alluded to, more often than I should do. And it got to a point where it was actually, you know, quite bad, but I wasn't waking up in the morning wondering where the next drink was coming from. It was just a case of, you know, doing it to socialize, doing it to escape loneliness, doing it to create this false sense of security and confidence that I've now realized I can develop without alcohol. So the question changed for me, what's wrong with a few beers to what's right with a few beers? And the best way to navigate this for anybody listening is it's known as habit hacking. So looking at the habit that you currently have, and if that is at 5 p.m. on a Friday, you come home and you put your jacket down, throw the bag on the floor, and I want to crack open a cold one, well, can you replace that with an alcohol-free alternative? That's all we recommend people doing. We don't want to change any part of the habit apart from the liquid itself. So, And it still smells and tastes almost the same. Yeah. Um, so the effect and the dopamine that it's having on the brain is it, all the positives that you get from a beer anyway. It's probably the fact it's a cold, refreshing drink, and it's got almost nothing to do with the alcohol in itself. Yeah, the um, I discovered uh, at a running event that we did. Uh, some gentleman just finished a, a marathon, and you know he was in his. I guess he was in his early seventies, and he started talking about athletic beer. And I'm not plugging athletic beer, but <laughs> athletic brewing, and it's a non-alcohol beer. And uh, my fiance and I tried it, and we were just at the beginning of Lent. And we said, "Man, this is really good." It's like you didn't even you didn't even miss the alcohol, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, so you're right. There are there's other things you can make too. There's like this delicious drinks you can make. You know, mm. I I like uh, seltzer with lemon and cranberry juice, mm. and you know I, I'll take that sometimes over a beer any day. So <laughs> there are choices out there. You know, you can do. So let let me talk to you a little bit about your business. And you're you're an executive coach, and you're you've got a lot of things going in your um, your headline. I, I saw mental health in there, I believe, and NLP. So why don't you take us through and describe what it is exactly that you do for people and in what sectors? Sure. So we, we do primarily work with like the top one percenters, you know, the people that have got to a certain level in their career and um, they've hit a bit of a snag. This might be that they've achieved everything and now they feel unfulfilled, having given up 20 years of their lives. How do you navigate that? Some people um, have got to a certain level, they'll earn earn multiple six figures, but to break through to the seven figures, they need to get over a limiting belief that they've created for themselves. It might be that um, because they're working so much, they've neglected their health or they've neglected their partner or they've neglected their children. So there isn't necessarily a one size fits all with the problems that we do solve, but typically speaking, it's that they're wildly successful in their career um, but they've neglected other areas of their lives. And, you know, most of our behaviors are belief driven. In fact, most of them are from a young age, you know, from in between the ages of four and seven years old, our belief patterns are formed. So the work that I tend to do with people is unpacking that story about whatever the problem might be. Where did it begin? How can we rip out the proverbial weeds? and um, start to plant the new seeds down, whatever that looks like for them. So this is usually through healthy habit creation. Um, Can we get you back in the gym? Can we get you moving? Can we get you eating a bit healthier? Can we take a break from alcohol? Can we start to put in clear and effective boundaries at work? 
using um you know communication that they perhaps aren't doing at the moment can they be more present with their children by putting away the work phone on a weekend all these kind of little things will compound into a beautiful life and they probably already have most of the ingredients but they're just putting it in the wrong sequence or the wrong temperature and therefore not getting the right cake right so right. um we very much look at everything that they're doing currently and have a hol- holistic approach to changing it because who are we to tell anybody how to live their lives this is not what it's about it's a very collaborative effort of uh, empowerment and education around how to um, make smarter and more informed choices and then again, they will start to see the results in time. So we do work with CEOs, we work with executives, business owners, professional athletes, celebrities. Um, yeah, we've worked with a wide variety of high-performing individuals. So we don't discriminate and only work with those, you know, those kind of people. We work with everyone that wants to change. In, in my opinion, a high performer is really anybody that um, wants to make positive changes in their lives. It doesn't have to be a salary thing or a status thing. You know, yeah. you could be shelf stacking in a supermarket. And if you want to make changes to your life, we can do that. But I'm just obsessed with the best of the best because it fascinates me how somebody can get to the heights that some of these individuals do and still are miserable. I'm just fascinated by that. And, um, yeah, that's why I love helping them unpack and create new, uh, more helpful belief patterns and systems to get that fulfillment that they're chasing. Do you find that that's, um, that's a bit of an enigma? Because, you know, you would think the person that got to that level of success would know all these things that are so obvious. You know, mm. it, and I, I say obvious um, in, in the you know, with framing that idea that they're supposed to know, but some mm-hmm. people just have the blinders on and they're just so driven and they know what they know and they really don't look around. They're not self-aware, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's like self-awareness is a whole subject. We could go into an hour on that. Mm-hmm. And and so many people who are successful, like, have no idea, no clue about self-awareness and self-observation and all the things that are that are necessary that that you're talking about. Like, you know, do I have a, a ritual every morning? Do I have all these tools in place to help me with, you know, and they're fundamentals, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds like, you know, you you coach them on on that as well as as all the nuances as, as well is that a fair statement would you think yeah 100% mate and you know we deal with surface level problems of morning and evening routine and becoming more productive all the way down to my father told me I was stupid from the age of 6 and that's why I've got low self esteem so it's yeah. not therapy we don't um focus on the problem over and over and over I'm not knocking therapy, by the way, because it's been transformational for millions of people. But my approach is very different. I help people get to results within minutes. You know, I've had people that have seen results with me in 60 minutes that they haven't seen in three years of therapy. And again, the therapist will know the problem from the first session, but they're not allowed, most of them, to suggest anything um, because they can't recommend. They have to listen and they can they can challenge you, of course, and they can offer an ulterior perspective. But with coaching, I'm not under the same regulations as what they are. So I can almost say whatever it is that I want within reason, of course. Yeah. And a lot of my work that I've studied is comes from, you know, Tony Robbins and Les Brown and Jim Rohn and 
all the greats, you know, from before. I've studied those people incessantly for about 15 years now. So I've managed thousands of people over the years in hospitality venues. I'd have to be a bit of an idiot at this point not to see patterns in human behavior. And you can usually tell by the way somebody's sitting uh, as to why they feel like crap, because they might be sitting like I refer to as a human C, you know, they sat down all day like this and they're rubbing the face and yeah. <laughs> breathing like this and focusing on all the negative stuff. So it's not to downplay the fact that they don't feel great right now, but I always look at the, the physical to drive the mental as opposed to the mental to drive the physical. Because I hear too often people say, when I feel motivated, then I'll go to the gym. You have to go to the gym to therefore feel motivated. There's a big difference because yeah. motion creates emotion, not the other way around. And again, we're not taught this stuff at school. We're not taught self-awareness. We're not taught emotional intelligence, emotional regulation. So you could be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company and not know how to speak to people properly, but you've attained such success because you're so tenacious and you're so driven and you know, you work harder than everybody else, but it doesn't mean you're going to be a great leader, right? So yeah. that's what just fascinates me, again, is diving into their world, understanding them, their story, their view of the world, and almost helping them rewrite that script that they've been living their life by for so many years. Yeah. Do you, um, uh, you said something interesting about how our personalities are developed so early, you know, our, mm. you know, our paradigms are created uh, without us giving it permission or unknown to us. So, you know, somebody's wiring us <laughs> at a young age and I didn't sign off on this, you know, and like, and I'm inheriting all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, I woke up, you know, 40, 50 years later and said, hey, I got to rewire this, this guy, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, so paradigms are especially, um, I find them very fascinating and a little bit difficult and esoteric for me to explain it to people. So, you know, if I'm lucky enough to have somebody um, and I'm coaching them under the uh, agreement that we are going co to go into these areas and I need to t teach you about what a paradigm really is and, and mm -hmm. how you ended up thinking the way you're thinking, do you find um, that is a really difficult subject for you to talk to people about? And do you spend much time um, working on that area? Yeah, we. Um, it, it's what we say all the time, that going into your past isn't peaceful, but it will bring yeah. you peace. Yeah. So we have, to, we have to dig it out. We have to get to the problem because we have surface level challenges. Like some people might say, oh, I want to lose weight. They want to lose weight because deep, deep down, they were told from the age of six or seven that they were worthless by a fellow student or a teacher and then they went home to go tell mum and dad about how they felt and their mum and dad ignored what they said or they said don't be so silly you're beautiful you're fine just as you are and then from that they've created low self-esteem and also they now won't go to mum and dad about how they feel so now the only certainty that they can have is what they put in their mouth so they use food as a crutch and now yeah. they've developed some form of eating disorder and again this may sound extreme, but this is literally how it works. You know, we had somebody else that um, is from African descent and his words, not mine. He said, African men don't show emotion. And I said, right, I want to challenge that because I've seen plenty of African men use a lot of emotion in different situations. 
are you referring to showing vulnerability? Yes. Okay, so um, what's going on in your life right now regarding vulnerability? My wife says that I just bottle things up. I said, right, what's the earliest memory of being punished for showing an emotion? He goes, I don't understand the question. Well, what's one of your earliest memories from feeling true pain when I lost my uncle? Okay, what age did you lose your uncle? Six. What do you remember about that? I remember being at the funeral and crying and all my family saying to me, don't cry. Big boys don't cry. You need to toughen up and you need to be strong. And he remembered that from the age of six. So his first exposure to showing emotion, he was punished for it. So what's the likelihood of him showing emotion again when he thinks all I'm going to receive is pain? And this will have continued throughout the course of his life. And he's now a 35-year-old man with three children who has, in his words, air quote, a fear of opening up and bottling things up. It's not true. It's just he's got such a negative association to showing emotion. So why would he do it going forward? So we all do things for a certain reason. And again, it's, it is digging deep into that. And if the if the client allows you to go there, it can truly change their lives as opposed to me taking it as the surface level answer and them saying, I want to lose weight. Okay, well, let's get you in the gym and let's get you a calorie deficit. No, it's so much deeper than that. Why yeah. do you want to do it? And where did that begin? That's what I'm uh, obsessed with finding out. Yeah, because those kind of things, it's, when you write them a recipe, well, what are the tools that I'm going to follow this? <laughs> it's like, mm. you know, I have it here. Oh, if I just do this, but w what's the motivation for you to do this? You know, that I mean, so that's why, you know, I'm with you on it's all in here. You know, the answers mm. are in here, the drive, everything is in, it's in there. Mm. Um, who is your favorite client? Like, who do you like, you know, who do you really love to, t you know, to work with, Adam? You know, it, it, it could be it could be a certain sect. It could be CEOs. It could be a certain area of business. Is there anybody particular which you feel this is my my sweet spot for me to mm. take care of? I think there's uh, going to be a bit of a cop out here and say there's two. <laughs> so okay. um, I've got one, which is, yeah, the, the, the CEO, the the 70 hour week burnt out wow um slightly overweight neglected their health not showing up at home not communicating with their partner because there's so many simple but not easy wins to be had and you can see that progress over x amount of time that's why i operate in programs and i don't do one off sessions with anybody because they're pointless and yeah. useless um, and also professional athletes so it might be the soccer player who was you know scoring 20 goals a season and now can't hit a barn door <laughs> so yeah. you know where did that confidence dip come from it's probably something at home again he might be anxious he might be anxious because his partner's threatening to leave him therefore he's not sleeping correctly he's not sleeping correctly which means he's not recovering properly he's not recovering properly so therefore he's not training as well it's not just a a, when you break it down to what it is, it's a person kicking a ball over a line into a net. He knows how to do that, but he's lost belief in himself to be able to do that. And that might stem from something at home. So again, diving deep into what's really going on, because again, we all have the surface sexy answers and we don't want to go near the Pandora's box of what this might open because we're fearful of the pain that it will cause us. So yeah, I'd have to say top level CEOs, and also pro athletes. 
when you said uh, you don't do one-offs, that's just like a one, hour, you know, one-hour session and, and done. That you don't, you yeah. stay with, yeah, because it's it's almost like, how am I gonna how am I gonna unwrap like decades of problems and situations in an hour and you know fix you up and send you on your way? I'm not a car mechanic, you know. Correct. It's like it's very very intricate uh, the hardware and software that's been implanted in us, you mm-hmm. know. So I so I I feel you on that. Hey, what do you like to do when you're not working, when you're chilling mm. now? Now that you have this newfound freedom also, mm. uh, what's your greatest joy, Adam? What do you love to do? Oh, I love uh, I love relaxing. Um, you know, I love a spa. I love getting massages, um, going in the sauna, in the steam room, ice baths, just connecting with myself. But then I also love the gym. Uh, that's like my version of church, you know, in a sense. Um it can help me uh, relax. It can also help me get really fired up and in the zone. Uh, I do play soccer, I play paddle tennis and tennis um, and socializing with friends and family and what have you. But yeah, you know, I, we've, we've worked really hard to enjoy the finer things where we can and going to a nice spa or something like that is one of my favorite pastimes for sure. It's amazing. Awesome. A great reward for all the hard work. Mm. Um, as we're wrapping up, what's the best place for people to reach you uh, if they want to connect with you, learn more about your programs and your business? Where should we go? So we're in the midst of a, a full rebrand for the business. So the the new website is going to look very sharp. Um, so that'll be in a few weeks' time. But And that's just www.agameconsultancy.com. To find me personally, unfortunately, I've got an extremely generic name in Adam Smith. So (laughs) finding that on LinkedIn is not easy. But again, if you type in A Game Consultancy and you'll go down the founders, obviously, you'll see me on there. Um, On TikTok, I'm under the Alcohol Free Coach. That's just it, the Alcohol Free Coach, my name on there. And then on Instagram, it's Adam Smith underscore NLP coach. Awesome. We didn't have time for the NLP, which I love that subject, but mm-hmm. we could probably talk all day. But given the time, we, we can't do it right now. Adam Smith, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on podcasting your global career. And I want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, your career and your new sobriety. Thank you very much, mate. It's great to be on. Thank you. Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple Podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes and we'd really appreciate it. And also, don't be shy. Forward this to your best friend because you know they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash dharmic. And you can take a little chance with me and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride?
ride with me Ride on, ride on We can untangle all the mystery Ride on, ride on Maybe, baby, you and I can find the key Ride on, ride on We can unlock each other's destiny Mr. Me. 